0: Prepare to be astonished! It's that time again. Let's get started. From the Clatsop County Historical Society, an adventure in history with Mac Burns and Alana Quila. You should never be allowed to talk to people. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talk.
1: And now, with today's adventure, it's Mac and Alana. Good evening and welcome back to an adventure in history We are in winter break for those of us with school-aged children, (laughs) and we're just a week out from Christmas. Right?
0: Are you you going stir crazy?
1: No, not at all. I love having them home. As
0: I say, you like having them all around.
1: I do. I mean, we have a ridiculous. (laughs) In fact, because you like
0: borrow and share from others. Yes,
1: and we have a crazy (laughs) schedule during school time, and so we still do. And now I just I can um, eliminate one. One activity, which is school. You don't have to drive. And pick <laughs> I don't them. have to do it. Yeah.
0: On any given time, if I like just threw a dart at the calendar, during the summer or like now, how many kids are in your house at any given time?
1: Ooh, any given time, anywhere from, well, unless they're at school, but zero
0: because they're somewhere yep, else. Zero
1: to seven. <laughs> Yeah, because remember, Carly's best friends yes. are triplets. Yes. So when you have, when you don't have one best friend, you have three.
0: And when there are seven, do you have any backup help, or are you by yourself?
1: Usually by myself, because again, as moms, we mm-hmm. are creative and we make it work, right? So when one mom can have the whole horde, the other moms are doing all the things, right? Wow. We, we've learned, but it's good. Good, it's good. Good for you. Yes, I love it. <laughs> It's a good
0: thing. Yeah. All right. So, well, uh, oh, we got some, we got some plugs. Things yes, come up. Fun things. Um, so, uh, December 21st, our Thursday night talks for the uh, month of December wow. is presented by Stan Pine, hiking the historic North
1: Clotsop County, Oregon. I like this one.
0: So, I, I, I think I misspoke. I, I think I at some point said historic trails. Okay. And they're not necessarily historic trails. <sighs> But they have a lot of history in them because Stan likes history.
1: That makes sense. Uh, he is the author of Hiking Historic North Clatsop County, Oregon. Stan Pine will introduce us to a few of the eighty-five plus hikes, walks, and strolls right here in the Astoria, Warrenton, Gearhart, and Seaside areas of North Clatsop County. Uh, before retiring with his wife to Astoria from Jefferson County in Central Oregon, Pine wrote two other guidebooks: Hiking Historical Jefferson County, Oregon and Historic Drives through scenic Jefferson County, Oregon.
0: He will have his book available for sale.
1: Ooh, all of them?
0: Uh, I don't know if he'll bring all three or not. I, yeah. I assume he would just bring the one right? You know, Clatsop County. Uh, or it's also available all over. Oh, that's all over great. All Clatsop County. We sell it at the Historical Society. But um, for that one night only, I prefer you go buy it from him.
1: Sure. So, so. December 21st, doors yeah. open at 6 p.m. He starts at 7. Mm-hmm. So it gives you time to kind of mingle
0: at the Level Showroom at Fort George yeah. Brewery. Get a beer. It's free. Snacks. The beer's not free.
1: Right. Miners are welcome.
0: But the program is free. Yes. It's fantastic. We're usually done by eight.
1: That's great. That's All right. Nice
0: then uh, Plum Pudding is still going on. Tea and Plum Pudding. Love it. Uh, we got uh, just a few days left. Saturday, this Saturday, the 23rd, and then the 26th through the 30th.
1: Large parties should call ahead. Definitely. Smaller parties. They just
0: come on and we don't take reservations yeah. Yeah. unless you're bringing a separate group.
1: Right, And that's nice because you can tour the museum, like you check in for tea and pump pudding if it's full or if the the tea room or tea area is full, you go you do go do the tour first, that's right. so that's nice,
0: and we've actually a few times had to like, oh, okay,
1: you'll be just a few
0: minutes before we clear that table and get it set again, and it is kid
1: friendly. Because I like t- to say this, because you mm. get your kids dressed up, right? So they act a little better <laughs> than normal. Um, but it's becomes like a holiday routine for our, our girls, and so um, it it's fun. and It's lovely, and they you know don't necessarily like the plum pudding, but it introduces them to it, and all my kids love the tea.
0: See, I I, I, I'm always at a bit of a loss as how to describe it. It's not fruit cake. But it's not straight cake. And it's, it's kind of somewhere not in between. it's not pudding. It's definitely not pudding. Right. It's it's a cake-like thing.
1: We did a show on plum pudding. We did. Yep.
0: <laughs> and it usually has lemon sauce that we put on it. And then for the adults, mm-hmm. just the last uh, few years, we've added a brandy sauce that we can put on it.
1: Yes. Mark's it's, like, he liked that last it's ver- year. It's very tasty. Yeah.
0: And I'm not a big drinker, but it's, it's a very nice yeah. little... Flavor. Alcohol's burned off, cooked yeah, off. Yeah, kind of. So, and <laughs> kind um, of. as always, sponsored by our wonderful friends,
1: Providence Eastside Hospital,
0: for the last uh, at least 79 years, you know, I think. I love that you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I really should like put a clip of all the <laughs> different numbers that yes. I put on it. It's
1: like your list of favorite presidents. That's right. It's a roving, it roaming cha- number. <laughs> it
0: changes a little bit every time. So, do we have a, a word of the day? I've actually had people oh. coming up to me <gasps> tomorrow, you know, on yes. Monday, saying the word of the day.
1: What was the one last week? Was it the...
0: It was like something about being... Like,
1: in betweeneries. No, warm.
0: No. It was like warm and cozy.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: I, so you're not bringing those words back. I know.
1: <laughs> They're lost words, even in my mind. So this is a lost words, and it, it goes with the holiday time. Um, and this one is downdrons. downdrins, D-O-U-N-D-R-I-N-S.
0: Uh, well, that sounds like, you know, down in the... So, so you're sad. You're depressed.
1: I said this is about the holidays, Mac. Well, people get depressed at the holidays. Yes. Some people do. That's that yes, that is true. That is true. Um, but this is about afternoon drinks. Oh. A <laughs> <laughs> dawndrin. I want an a down this afternoon. So it's an afternoon drink.
0: Alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming.
1: Uh, yes, an afternoon. Uh, yes, exactly. Okay.
0: Wow. All afternoon right. Afternoon drink, but not when you have the seven kids in the house.
1: No, not when I have the seven <laughs> kids. Non-alcoholic. When, when,
0: when I throw that dart and it's a zero at your house. <laughs> but maybe
1: when they leave, right? <laughs> I might feel like uh, having a down
0: That's funny, and and you know, in all seriousness, when I say this time of year sometimes does depress people, we it should does. we should spread the the holiday cheer and and look for friends that that maybe need a little right i think a little clap on the back and a way to go or i appreciate you and it's a great time of year to reach out to people you haven't talked to in a while
1: i agree yes i think that holidays bring back all sorts of memories right memories of loved ones and ones that we've lost so um it's a good time to
0: appreciate suddenly i'm doing the providence seaside mental health
1: (laughs) yes take care of one another take care of your heart all
0: right shall we get to the uh, big history highlights
1: Yes, let's do it.
0: All right. Didn't have anything else we need to plug, did we? Nope. Okay. We're good. All right. So uh, these are things tomorrow, December uh, 18th. 1620, the Mayflower arrives at Plymouth Harbor. Ooh. Probably. <laughs> yes. See, dates change, and sometimes they're not quite sure. But but right. I think this is that one's pretty good. Uh, 1888, Richard Weatherf- Weatherill and his brother-in-law discover the ancient Anasazi ruins at Mesa Verde, Colorado. Oh. Have you ever been? I have not. So I've never been to this one. I've been on the in uh, Los Alamos, New Mexico, the uh, Bandelier. Okay. And climbed up the ladder. It's like really a little scary.
1: <laughs> and I went to some in Arizona that are very similar, but I, you don't mm-hmm. climb up. You look at them. They're like mm-hmm. a cross. But yeah, they are yeah. amazing. Right. The-
0: I would. This would be one of my time travels, as long as I wasn't going to get captured and killed. <laughs> right. I would just love to see that vibrant community filled with people coming and going. Yeah. It just. It, and, it captures your imagination. And how
1: they build such things, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah.
0: But I do like that, that only he gets credit, not his brother-in-law. <laughs> Just unnamed brother-in-law.
1: <laughs> right. All right. He uh, who writes the history. That's right.
0: Uh, 1892, Pyotr Ilyich Tchaikovsky's ballet, The Nutcracker, premieres in St. Petersburg, Russia. Put that in there for you.
1: I love that.
0: And it's now the world's most performed ballet. Oh.
1: It was so amazing. Carly was a little bonbon and a little mice this year. Her very first nutcracker mm-hmm. for Mrs. Jeannie Peterson, who's eighty six years old, I just wanna add.
0: And has done the nutcracker forty
1: eight for times.
0: Forty eight years. Yes. Not forty eight times, forty eight years.
1: Well oh that's true, because it would be multiple times per year. Yes. Yeah
0: isn't that amazing it and, we, is. and we've had her on the show.
1: I know, I love listening to her. So,
0: um so anyway, yeah, the uh, the world's most performed ballet. That's uh, cool. 1915, Woodrow Wilson, President Woodrow Wilson marries Edith uh, Bowling Gold. Okay. Uh 1917, the 18th amendment to the US Constitution authorizing prohibition of alcohol is approved by the US Congress and sent to the states for ratification.
1: Ooh. How's so, that going to go over? So everybody
0: better start drinking uh, <laughs> on this day in 1917 because it's going to disappear.
1: Oh, man. Can you imagine what they were just thinking?
0: We can imagine because we're going to talk about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> good, good segue. Uh, and then
1: we'll think about our dandrins.
0: That's right. That's right. Say goodbye to those downdrans. Uh 1936, Su Lin, the first giant panda to come to the U.S. from China, arrives in San Francisco.
1: Oh.
0: Pandas make me laugh. They
1: They're pretty cute. And they're playful. They are. Yeah.
0: I kind of always wonder, like, are they vicious out in the woods? If you just walked up to a wild one, would they rip your head off? Like Probably, a pol- like a polar bear. Right,
1: they are wild animals. Or
0: are they roly-poly and funny and out cute. in the jungle too? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, not find out. Nineteen thirty-nine, the Finnish army recaptures Karelia. So I, I put this one in because I was thinking that we might dive deeper into this because you know there there's the Finns here in Astoria um, back in this time period. There's radical red fins, and then there's the white fins, and some were very into socialism, and a whole bunch of folks left here and went to Karelia.
1: Oh, okay. And it
0: didn't turn out the way they thought. It was not a worker's paradise. Oh. And many disappeared.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Because it Know it, it was socialist Russia and some came back, and we have a lot of letters back and forth.
1: Oh, let's do that one sometime. Yeah, yeah, I'm we, interested we, in we,
0: that. We've done, I know we've done an exhibit, and I think we did a come the whole come Tux article, probably a couple of them.
1: Okay, it. there's a good deep tease. Yeah,
0: so I put that in there just because I, I, when, I when I was putting my list together, I thought, well, maybe that's what we'll yeah.
1: talk about today, but no,
0: no, we, we're going somewhere else. Uh, 1961 the tokens earn a number one hit with. <sighs> The Lion Sleeps Tonight. In
1: the jungle, the mighty jungle.
0: I'm not going to sing it. (laughs)
1: That's a good song.
0: I will attempt to sing a lot of things.
1: Yes, you do. But
0: that's one I will not attempt. Uh, 1968, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang premieres.
1: Oh, that was a cute one.
0: It terrified me as a kid.
1: Well... Right, because that
0: creepy guy that's like grabbing the kids and putting them in the in the prison wagon.
1: Oh jeez, I don't even remember all the details. He had like a
0: long nose. He looked like the the penguin from Batman.
1: That did stick with you. I just remember the car that flies. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Chitty,
0: chitty, bang, bang, we love you. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> there you
0: go. And Dick Van Dyke, you can't go wrong. I know. Uh, 1972, him. Joe Biden loses his first wife and daughter in tragic car accident.
1: Yes. So horrible. I, just, I can't even imagine. Yes.
0: But our uh, history highlight of the day, thing I think, had the most impact, obviously. 1865, slavery is abolished in America with the adoption of the
1: 13th Amendment. That's great. Yeah. So, Still lots of change that had to happen, right? It's, Talked it's about it over and over. Step one. Yep.
0: So, what I miss? Anything?
1: You didn't, because you know what happens? I'm so great at dates and numbers. Last week, on this day in history, if anyone was fact-checking me... <gasps> you got the wrong date. I had the wrong date, so I had today.
0: See, see that? because <laughs> when, when, we, when we used to, way back, air right. at 1230, it was all about today. Today. But then we realized early on, when we
1: were airing... At 9. Here at 8.30, that yep.
0: it's really not who you're going to go have a conversation with.
1: Yeah. We want to give you tidbits for tomorrow. Yeah. And I've made that mistake so once, So I too. gave you tidbits for a week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's why I missed the ones you said I missed. Exactly. Because so, <laughs> they were on the so wrong I day. So
1: nothing for today. That's so, okay.
0: So much like last time we were alone, mm-hmm. and I promise loyal listeners, this will not become a habit.
1: <laughs> you, you like this.
0: But when we don't have a guest... I try to decide, what are we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. And I frequently look at the things that happen nationally or internationally. And is, there, is that just worth us talking about by itself? Or is there a local connection to that?
1: To the, this day in history. To the, this day in history. Mm-hmm.
0: And you heard me say in 1917, the 18th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution authorizing prohibition of alcohol is approved by the U.S. Congress and sent to the states for ratification. Obviously, enough states ratify it. And we have prohibition. Right. Um, within a year, I believe. So I know, Cumtucks Tucks Magazine, that the Historical Society puts out, we have written a lot on prohibition locally. Unfortunately, we have written a lot on prohibition <laughs> locally. In fact, there's some really great stories, like the sheriff at the time, there's some folks out in Napa that say, hey, we know there's stills. You need to come out here and close them down. And and he, he writes back saying, I'm not going out there. Last time I went out there, they sh- I was getting shot at. <laughs> So he, like, refused to go out to Napa sure. to try to shut down <laughs> Not some of the moonshiners. <laughs> and I was kind of looking for those things, but they're all really long.
1: Okay.
0: And it would have taken me a lot of editing time to narrow them down to a short <laughs> 15 or 20 minutes that we have on the air mm-hmm. with you, our loyal listeners. I love it. So, but one of the things that popped up, and you too could just go find this... And I'm not going to give all the directions, but on our website, the link to the Internet Archive, where we have scanned materials. And we have a booklet that was put out October 20—well, uh, it was put out before then, in 1918. Uh, but it's the official program for Francis E. Willard Day, uh, October 23rd, 1918, 25, 1918. And it's put out by the Oregon School um, Authority. Okay. And it's sent to all the local school districts saying, this is what you need to do. And it's not flat out like you have to do this, but it is very strongly recommended that you will be celebrating Francis E. Willard Day. And here are some guidelines or ideas that we have for you.
1: It's suggested curriculum, right? Yes,
0: but very strongly suggested.
1: Yes, and remember the date, folks, 1917. And
0: yeah, before we get into this, I, I like this for a number of reasons, because we're time traveling to this time period and this is how people treated history this is how they treated school students (laughs) and suggestions and this will be fun and obviously we may not think this would be fun today and we definitely wouldn't write like this today
1: Mm -hmm. okay so talking about making uh, uh, school law such portion of the afternoon of the fourth friday in october of each year as it may be deemed proper by the teacher in charge of any public school in the state of Oregon, be and the same is set apart for instruction and appropriate exercises in commemoration of the life, history, and achievements of Francis E. Willards, and that the said day be known and designated as Francis E. Willard Day. And it shall be the duty of all public school officials and public school teachers of the state of Oregon to carry out the provisions of this act. Section 501 School Laws of 1917. So we need
0: to talk to like Craig Hoppus and the other superintendents in Claps County, make sure that they're still right. abiding by this. <laughs> and uh, I, I like, so again, they're not saying you can celebrate it. They're saying the law says you have to celebrate this. Yep. So here are some ways you can celebrate. But I also like that they have a bibliography. Mm-hmm. The following books may be obtained from the National WCTU, and of course, that's the Women's Christian Temperance Un- uh, Union. Uh, in Evanston, Illinois, and here are the books that they recommend: What Francis Willard Said, available for seventy-five cents; Life of Francis Willard by Anna Gordon for a dollar fifty. Glimpse of 50 Years for $2.25, History of Rest Cottage for $0.15, cents. Story of Francis Willard for $0.15, cents. or Material May Also Be Secured from the Local Public Libraries or from the State Library at Salem.
1: Those are kind of pricey.
0: They are for that time period. For that yeah. time,
1: $2.25 is one yeah. of the books.
0: Must have been a good one. Right,
1: <laughs> Uh, this program, which is suggestive only, is prepared with the hope that it may be of some assistance to teachers and pupils in commemorating the life and achievements of Frances E. Willard. The good which Miss Willard did, especially in the cause of temperance, is beyond estimation. And it is well for the youth of the state to know more about her and her work. In the preparation of this program, we had the assistance of Mrs. M. Frances Swope, president of the Oregon Women's Christian Temperance Union, and Miss Cornelia Marvin, state librarian. This is uh, written by J.A. Churchill, superintendent of public instruction.
0: I wonder if there is still a superintendent of public instruction.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: (laughs) So, and and by now, everyone's saying, who is Francis Willard? Right, (laughs) yes. And I have to admit, I did not know this name at the top of my, at the tip of my fingertips or at the top of my head either. So a little biographical sketch is next in this uh, little pamphlet. It was a rarely endowed home into which Frances Elizabeth Willard was born September 28, 1839 in Churchville, New York. I find that funny, Churchville. Mm -hmm. Uh, A home sheltered from adverse chance to soul or body by the father's strength of heart and arm and will. With the mother climate warm within, winning out and fostering all wholesome developments. Her childhood and girlhood spent at Forest Home near Jamesville, Wisconsin, were singularly beautiful. In those years, says one who knew her well, when through home and the fair country around father and mother, brother and sister, and God's fatherhood over all ministered to the child, there was an implanted and nourished in her the sweet skill of loving much, of trust and truth, obedience and endeavor.
1: Uh, she attended Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois, from which she graduated and later became the dean of the women's department and professor of rhetoric.
0: I didn't look up what is, I don't don't know what the Department of Rhetoric
1: is. (laughs) Uh, She also had an honorary degree of LLD, was later conferred upon Miss Willard by the Ohio Wesleyan University. As president of the National Women's Christian Temperance Union for 19 years and of the world's WCTU for 15 years, Frances E. Willard did her greatest work for society. A great secret of her successful leadership is told by one of her associates in these beautiful words... She was such a great leader because within her little hand, she held the hearts of all who followed. And with irresistible charm, she drew those who lacked the courage to follow. All loved her because she loved all. She recognized the best in each and each each reached out and up and made endeavor because its best was recognized. All trusted her because she trusted all. Manhood is nobler, womanhood truer, childhood safer because Frances E. Willard lived They're laying on thick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it gets better. Okay.
1: In statutory hall or statuary hall, Washington, D.C., the statue of Francis E. Willard stands next to that of Abraham Lincoln. Miss Willard is the only woman thus far to be so honored. Resolved by the House of Representatives, the Senate concurring, that the statue of Francis E. Willard presented by the state of Illinois to be placed in statuary hall be accepted by the United States and that. The thanks of the Congress be tendered the state for the statue of one of the most eminent women of the United States, February 17th, 1905.
0: So, I don't know if you know, but Statuary Hall, each state is only allowed to send two statues. Oh. And they're usually people from their state that they think represent either their state or. Wonderful national things of impact. Sure. So it's kind of amazing that Illinois is doing her and Abraham Lincoln right as their as their two choices. So I like this next area is called Penn. P.E.N. pen pictures of Frances E. Willard, okay. and it took me like having to read through it before I realized, oh, these are just testimonials. Okay, that they're getting other people to write little stories about them. Pen so, pictures, yeah. So she was ambitious. Was the worst condemnation of her enemies, but surely if there was a noble, a pure, a true ambition, it was that of Frances E. Willard, for she, forsaking a career as brilliant as any that was ever open to a young woman, deliberately adopted a vocation that promised not. "'Not one penny of money, consecrated herself to the most unpopular reform of her time, "'and devoted her best years to the most arduous and often thankless tasks. "'An army of women the world over can testify to the unselfish interest "'with which she ever placed those who worked by her side "'in positions of prominence and labored for their advancement "'with greater eagerness than she ever sought her own.' lady henry somerset i love the uh the the most unpopular right <laughs> there's a recognition yeah. <laughs> that maybe a lot of people didn't want prohibition
1: i can't imagine right right yeah. yes Not until our children's children come to write the history of the reform movement of this century can the influence of the noble women who have toiled for temperance be rightly understood. Beginning with nothing in 20 years, Frances Willard organized the women of her country into a vast mechanism that extended to village and city and state and nation and foreign lands with a machinery for public agitation, a system of temperance journals for children and youth for securing instruction upon the nature of stimulants in the common school with more than 60 departments and methods of activity. The measure of a career is determined by three things. First, the talent that Ancestry gives. Second, the opportunity that events offer. Third, the movements that the mind will conceive and compel. Doubtless upon Francis Willard, Ancestry bestowed rare gifts. The opportunity was unique, but that which her heart and mind compelled is beyond all measurement. And that's Reverend Newell Dwight Hilly.
0: He's a good one. I've never heard of him. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Francis Hillier or Francis Willard was the greatest Democrat I ever knew, not because she advocated any special Democratic measured. Uh, Although she did this abundantly, but because she literally seemed to know no difference between human beings on account of any outward distinctions of class or money or social position. All human beings were to her the children of our one father, and in each she recognized a sister or a brother. She was therefore the defender of all who were oppressed and the upholder of every forlorn hope in reform. That's Hannah Whittle smith
1: Thomas A. Kempis, in one of his meditations, which the world willingly never let die, says something of this sort. He liveth well, who loveth much. He liveth well, who loveth well. And he liveth much and well, who prefers the welfare of the community to his own personal gratification. These words can also be spoken of Frances Willard. She loved much. She did well because her whole life was devoted not to herself, but to the advancement and welfare of those to whom she loved better than self. The weary, the heavy laden, the sin burdened. And that was Reverend Francis E. Clark.
0: Okay. So now we all should take a short moment and be thankful that we were not in school back in <laughs> 1918. Because this is their recommended program coming okay. up now. So program. Flag salute. I pledge allegiance to my flag and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Remember, there's no one nation under God
1: yet. Oh, Okay.
0: Uh, song. Then we're to sing America uh, by the entire school, followed by a short talk to be given by the teacher or some prominent citizen. Okay. And then this eulogy to be recited by a student. Ooh. Do you want to do it or shall I do it?
1: Uh, I can do it. Okay. Francis C. Willard. Awake and mourn Let all the nations shed tears of deep sorrow over the saintly dead. A star has fallen whose pure Christian light shed o'er the earth a halo of delight. With spirit pure and meek and undefiled, she wrought among us like a gentle child. Beloved by all and selfish to the end, she sought to make humanity her friend. By deeds of kindness and goodwill and prayer, she fought the giant's evils everywhere. For in her spirit, all the graces shone to bless mankind and spread from zone to zone. No priest or bishop ever stood more high in spirit graces that can never die. No purer queen liar, woman walked this clod, and followed out the mind and will of God. With purpose right, with counsel wise and good, she stands the highest type of womanhood. She is not dead, but ever liveth now, to wear a crown immortal on her brow. She taught this precept everywhere she trod, how beautiful it is to be with God. And that was written by Leonard G. Foster.
0: I'm sure the the Assembly halls with all the students had a tear in their eye as some student (laughs) had to recite that. And then uh, Life of Frances Willard to be given orally by pupils above the fifth grade. And they want you to cover her childhood at Forest Home, her education and travel, her choice of career, and her connection with the Women's Christian Temperance Union. Quotations uh, from Miss Willard to be selected and given by five pupils. And they they list a whole bunch of what she said, but we're going to skip those. Okay. Um, They give like a whole page. uh, And then there's a song that can be selected, your choice. Got it. But uh, then they want the students to write some essays. I
1: like these (laughs) topics. Okay. These are to be written by pupils above the fourth grade. So these subjects are suggestive only because others may be used. A few of the best should be read to the school. Number one, the effect of alcohol on the body. Number two, alcohol and crime. Three, alcohol and efficiency number four alcohol and disease number five alcohol as a medicine number six tobacco and scholarship and then number seven miss willard's ideals oh and number eight miss willard a pioneer in labor movements number nine miss willard's work for international arbitration and peace and the last but not least miss willard's thoughts on social purity
0: I wonder how many students in Astoria or Clatsop oh, County gosh. had to write an essay like that. And then uh, it, it's all going to be rang, uh, finished off by the song, The Star-Spangled Banner. But then there's a, in this, this it's about an eight-page little brochure here mm-hmm. that, that is scanned and that we've printed out. But it's on our internet archive. Then there is a, uh, a very big, bold box at the bottom that says, What Prohibition Has Done for Oregon? Ooh. And this is what made me print this out, because this is what I <laughs> fell in love with. Reduced drunkenness. Almost entirely. Almost. I find that (laughs) hard to believe when, well, it's 1919, so people aren't shooting at the sheriff in Napa yet.
1: (laughs) Uh, Bank deposits increased and clearings much larger.
0: Every line of business, except the brewing business, has increased.
1: Oh, yeah, there's that. Bills of all kinds are more easily collected.
0: Taxes are more promptly paid.
1: Seven breweries are now manufacturing soft drinks, making Oregon famous for its fruit juices the world over.
0: <laughs> is this when Ocean Spray started? Is oh, that it what, could be, right? Is, yeah. that, is that why <laughs> they think that Oregon's like the, the leader of the fruit juice industry? <laughs> Dry Oregon and Washington, with 25% of the shipbuilding plants, has built 60% of all ships builded for the war. And it is written builded.
1: <laughs> uh, all court expenses decreased crime decreased two-thirds attendance in schools better children are better equipped for schoolwork, and children are living in good homes owned by their parents what a stunning record <laughs> let's go for it again folks
0: prohibition solved all of the problems in oregon <laughs> yes <laughs> at least that's what they thought
1: yes this is how we are teaching history
0: francis e willard yep. go make some history but not like francis <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you next week thanks for listening Thank you for joining us for An Adventure in History. An Adventure in History is created and produced
1: by the Clatsop County Historical Society and brought to you by KMUN.